and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities, and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. a very good morning to you out there in the city of Jos. Good morning. And today is the 6th of um, January 2021 and it's the first edition of the year. Um, I'm glad to be here again. My name is John Red and the program is Building Bridges with support from Bread for the World and is sponsored by Tech and Peace Decks. As the first edition of the year, we will want to review some issues and want to um, talk about possible solutions to some issues that you know have been part of our society and have been living with us. Um, it's the 21st century and we're in 2021. We are still um, rated um, on the base of the pyramid when it comes to development. Um, Nigeria has been known to be the global capital of poverty. Um, if you look at our security index, it's it's, it's way beyond, um, it's down under the base as we have it. Education-wise, we have over 23 million children, out-of-school children. When you look at the issue of provision of basic amenities like water, like roads, like security, like um, hospital or medical um, care. You still want to lament that this um, we've not enjoyed this benefit as Nigerians. So I have um, interesting development workers in the studio who want to, um, from their experiences, share with us what we should be doing or what we should be asking for in the days to come. But before we go on that, it's still the new year and it's still fresh. And I want to take um, Christmas wishes and also New Year wishes from our sponsors, Tech and Peace Decks. And when we come back, I'm going to allow my guests introduce themselves and we hit the ground rolling. Good morning. My name is Christiana Tansura Michael, staff of Tech and Peace Decks. I wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year spent with Jesus. My name is Julius A. Abimi from Tech and Peace Decks. I just want to wish you Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. My name is Kamian Dake from Tech and Peace Decks. May the spirit of Christmas enfold you and yours in its peace, hope and love. Love you. As we celebrate Christmas this year, remember that God always has a plan to help his children through hard times. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from Lois Nanle, Tech and Season's greetings to you all. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I am Gloria Pa. And in despair I bowed my head. 
Okay, my name is Ephraim Samuel. I wish you happy Christmas and prosperous New Year. My name is Joe Montez, staff of Take and Peace Dex. I wish you a celebration filled with joy, peace that Jesus brings in this season. My name is Nempin Malongji. I'm from Take and Peace Dex. I want to wish you all Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I'm Abimiku Innocent Moses, staff of Take and Peace Dex. Wishing you Merry Christmas and a prosperous 2020. My name is Leku Christopher. I'm wishing you Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. My name is Kelly Kopkada Peter. They can be stacks. I want to use this medium to wish them Merry Christmas and a prosperous 2021. Hello, everyone. I'm Samchi Aminata's plan. Wishing you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Joseph Ojadeji, staff of Tech and Peace Desk. I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. Hi, my name is John Wright, and this is me wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous 2021. Stay blessed. This season is a reminder of God's love to mankind, that He sent His only Son, who became flesh and dwelt amongst us, to redeem us from sin and death. As we celebrate His birth, may we also be reminded that He suffered on the cross died and resurrected for our sin. I want to wish every one of our listeners out there a prosperous new year. My name is Helen Philemon Haggai, the coordinator of Take and Peace Decks. Keep listening to this program. In an ever-changing world, there is a demand for a voice which echoes the thoughts and yearnings of the common man. That voice comes with truth. It's a voice of justice and ultimately the voice upholds peace. The voice is building bridges, your radio advocacy platform aimed at building trust and fostering peaceful coexistence among communities, ethnicities and groups. Building Bridges comes up every Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. on J11.9 FM, an initiative of Take and Peace Desk with support by Bread for the World. All right, you're welcome back from that um, break from our sponsors, Take and Peace Desk. Now, the original plan for this program today... Um, was for me to bring the exact same of guests we had last year, which is 2020, um, for the first edition. Unfortunately, um, I have two of them, and, well, unfortunately, one isn't here because of work. That's Mr. Kishwe Williams is supposed to be joining us on this program. Unfortunately, um, he's tied up with schedules. I mean, uh, well, well, I have two interesting people, like I've said. I have Kabiru Sabo in the studio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be on the very first uh, edition of the program for 2021. Interested. And I have Mr. Mujidan. Good morning. Morning, listener. I'm glad to be back here a year after the last edition. Yes, it's good to have you around. Um, Mr. Mujidang has um, a lot of his sleeps, so, so Mr. Kabiru. And well, today I am I'm, I'm standing for Joseph, who is supposed to be running this. Unfortunately, Joseph Ojedeji is under the weather, so our heart goes to him and our prayers go to him. Um, on the program today, we are looking at um, possible policies and possible practices going into 2021. Um, 
if you've been irregular on this program or on other programs or on the platforms, you realize that we've been talking about the same thing over and again. Nigerians have been crying for the same things over and again. And permit me to say, it doesn't seem to be falling on responsive ears or responsive systems. And um, 2021 doesn't come to us like a big gate opening and we all move in and it closes. No, it's just the calendar that changes. The weather doesn't change as it were. The systems don't really change. And we're looking into another 12 months um, where we are supposed to be seeing development, unlike what we've experienced in the past. So, gentlemen, I mean, I'm going to throw this open. Looking at policies um, as a nation, have we had policies over time that uh, are supposed to drive development to the grassroots first and to the larger society? If yes, um, we've not seen them, then I'll ask the question, why? It's open to... <laughs> okay, uh, morning again, once again. And uh, of course, I would love to use this opportunity to wish all the listeners a uh, happy new year. And of course, to set it rolling, let me just go back to January 2020 when we had one of these editions to usher us into the new year. Uh, we, and we call it the agenda setting the edition. The agenda setting edition. Yeah. And of course, fortunately, when we were speaking last year, January, there wasn't corona in Nigeria yet. Yes. So we had so much planned and so much discourse in terms of seeing how 2020 would pan out to be. But uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I'm sure in the course of this discussion, we'll elaborate on that. In 2021, we are starting the year with corona still in place. And I'm sure so many people, so many uh, participants on various radio programs have flocked the issue around how corona has set us back as a nation and, of course, the entire world. But I would love to start 2020 that probably it's actually the best thing that can happen for us that we're starting 2021 with corona already ravaging the whole world so we shouldn't make assumptions True. around development or around policies that are in place so we already know what we are heading into so 2020 we were caught by surprise but in 2021 i mean we all know where we are and we all know how we're starting the year so if government has plans if government have policies that were already in place and needed to be implemented i don't think corona is an excuse now all right uh, most of the things that failed in 2020 people would refer to corona and say oh we didn't because corona came up we couldn't do this or that so for me i think there shouldn't be excuses around corona we lived with it from 2020, and now we're in 2021. So we should go ahead and do those things we need to do. Because as a, as a world, we are already learning how to live with corona. So it shouldn't be an excuse for me in 2021 when people fail to do what they need to do. So maybe I'll just stop at that for now. Interesting. Oh. You know, hey, Kimi. Yes. Um, he has already summarized everything. Um, Mr. Mujidan has done, um, has already highlighted that, of course, um, 2020, 2020 was a year that we were blindsided. Um, we didn't see it coming. So going into this year, there, there are no excuses. I mean, there's... Um, 
there's no room for any government, any individual or even institution to come out to say that uh, we're not aware of the circumstances of um, the last year. Yeah. And of course, there should have been adequate planning for uh, the new year. Uh, again, I am particularly happy with um, what you mentioned in your opening, that um, there's no physical physical gate to the years or to um, between December and uh, January. So it's just something that uh, uh, people decided to use dates and times so that you'd be able to monitor as well as uh, um, monitor your achievements. Achievements, yes. true. So uh, fundamentally, uh, it shouldn't be. We shouldn't be caught saying that um, in the next twelve months um, we would let our guards down and uh, we would just go about things without adequate planning. Again, most times in the beginning of the year we usually sit down and take stock, uh, and um, we'll be talking about. You highlighted that we'll be talking about policies and systems and all sure. of those things. Uh, for me, I don't see that um, Nigeria as a country is bereft or or is or has or doesn't have policies or laws um, some of the issues that we were talking of Mike that was before we came on yes was that um, we have a, we have beautiful laws we have beautiful policies um, but then there are big questions and maybe we'll I, I wouldn't want to take that on right now All right. but um, so for me I, I think we have to really focus on what are we doing that is right and do we sustain them and then for those things that we're doing that aren't um, of course what are the things that we're doing that, that isn't bringing adding value and then well, how do we need to redesign or or change our thoughts and, of course, our actions. You know, interestingly, one of the major issues that uh, keep coming up every new year in every nation is our issues of budget. You know, we usually come up with budgets for the next 12 months or for the next um, circle, uh, fiscal year. Yeah. Now, um, Nigeria's budget um, for for 2020, 2020 was... Um, was expanded. Now, looking at the current budget we we have as a nation, which is something um, which is almost thirteen point five trillion, um, and this year. Now, when the, the average man, because I really want to step this discussion down. Yeah. When the common man on the street, let me use the word. I mean, to use that word, listens or hears that Nigeria spends um, or is supposed to spend thirteen trillion um, in the next twelve months. It sounds so vague. Now, um, last year's budget was 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 not spent as it were. We were told that um, we had to borrow from other nations to meet up with um, challenges of health, um, education, and school feeding, and the likes. Now, going to 2021, 13.58 trillion or so will be our budget. Now, um, as development experts, what are these practical things we need to do when we hear budgets or budgets are begin to, or when people begin to reel out budgets? Okay, so for me, I think uh, just a quick response. First, uh, people are tired of hearing those huge numbers. True. People want to t- see this thing, I mean, come alive. 
So minus those figures, people want to see how these things are spent and how it impacts uh, in, on their life. Yeah. So for me, I think what we should see is that these policies that are already existing should begin to yield out those results that people expect. I mean, we don't expect people to start breaking warehouses for palliatives yeah. that would be meant for people in 2021. Absolutely. That has come and gone, and we have learned there shouldn't be excuses around, oh, we didn't want to distribute. We want to keep them and properly plan to do that. I mean, in two days, those warehouses were distributed. Yes. I don't encourage people to do that, but if you don't do what you're supposed to do, people will do what they feel is best for them in order to survive. Yes. I think some of those excuses we had in 2020 yes. shouldn't come alive. Like I said, now we are starting the year with corona, so we wouldn't say corona is impacting on our plans. So we can't rehabilitate our hospitals, we can't build up our roads or we can't electrify our villages or our towns. Those shouldn't be excuses. We should go straight ahead and spend this 13.6 trillion that we've budgeted for as a country. And I'm hoping that in our plan, in designing that budget, we also took cognizance that, of course, corona is still there. So I don't think 2021 should be a year of excuse for whoever is responsible for delivery of services to the communities or to the entire country. We should just go straight to action. For me, that is one of the ways we can make 2021 better than 2020. And I mean, to add to that, like I said, if the whole country is not safe, then we are not yet ready to walk through 2021. I mean, virtually all people who travel during this Yuletide and, of course, the holiday season, True. everyone, every person you discuss with, people who are very concerned about the safety and security of their lives, their property. I don't think we need to sing that again to our government. Probably that should be the first thing on the agenda of our state governments, on the federal government, that let this country be safe before you even start spending all the monies so that we don't hear assumptions, we don't hear people claim that, oh, it's because of insecurity we're unable to deliver. So I think it's time that we see proactive measures by our governments and those responsible. And for heaven's sake, we should also respond to some of the cries that we've heard from our people. True. If if people say we're tired of this, can we move on to make those changes? I mean, this is one regime that has served with the same security chiefs over and over. I tell you, you see it as comedy when people post online that, oh, you dare not take Damatru to Meduguri Road. True. And people can't have options. Very few people can afford to fly or travel to Abuja from any part of the country before flying to Meduguri. 99% of Nigerians would only use that same road. But unfortunately, it's one of the very deadly roads you can take in Nigeria at the moment. So what are we saying? Is it that we don't have the security forces? Is it that we don't have people or even the communities? Are they supported enough to guard that road or protect themselves? I think we should go beyond these issues of talking in media or giving assumptions to communities. We should practicalize some of these things. And probably for me, maybe my personal opinion, right. we should start trying things. I mean, sometimes you don't know the answer, but try something else. Don't just go straight on to keep to one thing. I mean, you 
can try so many other things. I mean, probably we might be lucky and we get a solution to some of these things. So let's stop assuming that we have the best people in place. I mean, nobody is indispensable in a country like Nigeria, where we don't even know the actual number of people we have in the country. So let's just keep guessing. Probably the answer would come from those guesses. Maybe wild guess is what Nigeria needs at some point. But for me, key to this is that our country should be safe before we start spending and thinking we want to even achieve that 13.6 trillion that we've budgeted. You, you triggered uh, a lot of talking points, and I'm sure Kevin wants to respond to <laughs> Yes, well, uh, well, respond or maybe add to uh, it. Add to uh, it, yeah. uh, Maybe to uh, give a little context to, um, a deeper context to the road um, between uh, Damatru and Meduguri. Um, at one time, the road was only open for probably four hours. Um, and the gates would be opened uh, maybe by 12 p.m. And then um, it's closed by 4 p.m. And that's how bad it is. Uh, if you are traveling from any other part of Nigeria, say probably from uh, Jos or Abuja, by road that is, um, you would have to spend two days. You would go to Damaturu and spend the night there. And then um, by 12 o'clock, you proceed to Meduguri. And that, those, those are the hassles that um, ordinary Nigerians face. And that's just one portion of uh, a Nigerian road. And most times we have to go through uh, security consultants before you travel. True. In fact, uh, organizations take that uh, burden because um, it's better you know the secu- assess your the security situation before you put your team on the road. Yes. And uh, going to several parts of the country, you'd want to know uh, what times um, those roads are accessible. And um, this is just this came up in the last probably four or five years, and um, it's a worrisome it's a worrisome situation. And of course. When we're talking about peace, yes, uh, the most important thing is that you feel that I am not a threat uh, for me as an individual or for my family, and then I can carry on my business with my lawful business. But in the event that I feel I am I'm threatened by any situation, I might even subject my neighbor to some kind of harmful practice or action. And so those are the things that we should be looking at. Um, there should be no excuses. I'm particularly happy with uh, with um, with your point, with MG's point that actually said we should try out things. Um, there isn't, I don't think... I, no I, hard I, and fast rules. Yes, no hard and fast rules. And then uh, I think it was one of those great inventors, I, I can't remember, that if you keep trying at something and it doesn't work... Einstein. I, I think it's, Einstein. yes, I, I don't want to misquote him. But then why don't you try something okay. new? Yes. Um, it's just foolhardy for you to keep going on and on and on. And here's the cry. And I like the point again that you mentioned that leaders are put in place, especially in a democracy, that you listen to the voice of everybody. I mean, um, is there something that uh, that the masses are saying that I need to act on, and then you take action on that? And that's what democracy is all about. It's not about us reeling out 13.6 trillion naira. 13.6 trillion naira, I'll I'll have you know that maybe maybe 50% of that portion would go on debt servicing. Debt servicing. I was was following um, the news the other day. Yes. And uh, let me get the details correct. That Nigerian, from January um, 2020 to September 2020, 2020, um, Nigeria has spent over 
two trillion naira, two trillion yeah. on debt servicing. So within nine months, nine yes, nine months. So. And, and and you okay. And when you look at the budget that we have as it is, how much goes into infrastructure? How much goes into no? Uh, let's not talk about infrastructure, <laughs> infrastructure. now. Um, we, scholars in development uh, practice or sciences would always say spend on education spend on education and uh, the emphasis now is on STEM but just spend on in education just get people to be able to le- read and number literacy and numeracy I, I just gave out the statistics that over 23 um, million children are yes. currently recorded to be out of out school, of school yeah. I mean these are children that are supposed to enjoy basic education and again uh, the tertiary institutions of the federal for government nine months, yes. have been out of school for nine months and people are celebrating the return now my thinking will be returned to what because a lot of people must have forgotten the curriculum. I mean, the stage at which they are in. Then, well, not to want to drive the discussion to the, yes, that direction. Yes. We had a similar discussion yesterday, and we all know that the university is uh, like the bastion of research and knowledge. It's the repository of knowledge for 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 for, for nations. And then all of a sudden, you have those premier institutions kept at home for nine months and then you come back and it, it just doesn't work. I mean, and, and of course, you know, keeping them at home is not just the issue. Yeah. So you have a population that has no, I mean, before now, a lot of people were in, unemployed yeah. and then Corona came, added to those numbers, and then of course, because government is res- not responding, people are on strike, schools are closed, and then you have a lot also added again to that number. So it means quite a huge number of the populace sitting idly, and we all know what ideal minds would do. And so when you start tracing how do you even solve around the security situation in the country, you are just not attending to that. Because for me, till you resolve all those idle minds that you have in our villages, on our streets, to be engaged, you can't even solve the security situation. Because, of course, the insurgents or the bandits would have a ready group of recruits. they would offer peanuts and yes. these guys would take up arms and kill their brothers or sisters. So be, until we... Or be informants. Or, or be, be informants, yeah. which is even very, more deadly. Yeah. So for me, till we respond to all these sectors, we would just be towing around. And of course, mindful that out of these 13.6 trillions, we are going to borrow. That I'm very sure well, of. So I mean, I, it's I, just I like a merry go round. Not to yeah. throw out the statistics, but I'm not sure, but I think over 58% of our budget is... Borrowed. I mean, not, don't take me on that. Don't quote me on that. But I want to ask a direct question. You know, with the population explosion we're experiencing, which is basic, now we also have um, a lot of um, people who have been home, who have lost their jobs and all of that. That has, that we know has triggered the cases of security um, issues as according to um, um, security experts as, as they will have it. Now, my question uh, before this was that um, looking at the, the strategic policies we've been having um, since the days of um, late President Abacha, we know we had Vision 2020, Vision 2010, then we had Vision 2020, now we are going, we don't know what we are having now. I will ask just a simple question, gentlemen. Is it that we don't get to implement these strategies or these um, policies to the latter 
or we lack the willpower because um, a lot of nations in the world have a strategic plan that will go on even after an administration is over. Now, ours is bind or bound to an administration. How do we begin to? Because we are looking at possible uh, policy repeals or possible changes going into the new year and even the years to come. Yeah, for me, I think I would say we, like uh, Sabo has said, we are not bereaved of policies. Uh, and also we are not bereaved of leaders because we've conducted elections and we have people in each of these positions that are supposed to implement. Probably we are also bereaved of the power to remove the people we've elected as a country. I mean, check out from when we started democracy. We have been unable to cry out and send people out when we elect them. That for me is one thing that we are short of. Assuming it's like a village square, and you go in and you can't perform, and we drag you out. I'm sure by now we'd have gotten leaders that would be responsible and responsive. But hope is not lost. I mean, the, the various radio programs like this one are enlightening people. People are getting to understand issues. I mean, nobody knew. Let me just use a case uh, for the, uh, I mean, the, the Corona Pilates. Yeah. Most people now understand if you drive a truck into a warehouse, and I know it's meant for me, I won't say what will happen. If you don't give me, people would naturally do what they've done. So it's also a lesson that people are beginning to resolve issues by themselves. So if government is not responsive, people might be responsive in their own way. But sad enough, it might be the ugly part of being responsive. Because they've tried several times to say, okay, we want to recall people we've elected, and it's not possible. So people are looking at other means of doing that. I mean, we won't encourage that, but it should be a signal and also some indicator to our elected and appointed uh, I mean, leaders to say, these people we are ruling, these people we have the opportunity to lead, are beginning to also understand that we would, we can't take you out, but of course you can't also keep what is meant for us I mean, at your disposal and probably use it for election campaigns or so. So people are also understanding. I mean, the hardship just didn't end with the lack of food or basic services. No. It also taught people to think well. So people are already thinking that if I don't do this, I have someone who is responsible for it, I might just die. So probably I need to also push harder. I hope that was a good signal for us. And that was why in the beginning I said, let's not also use Corona in 2021 to start excuses that, oh, we had planned to do things, but because of the pandemic, we are unable to do that. All right. So let me open our phone lines. But before I do that, do that I want to let you know that you can follow us on Facebook. Um, go to our page and drop a comment. I'm right there now. If you drop a comment, I'm sure going to take it. You can check us on at Tekan Pizdex. That's for Facebook. You can also tweet at us at Tekan Pizdex. I'm on the social media handles now. And when you drop your message or comments, I'm going to take it. Um, our phone lines are now open. You can call the number 90 You can also call 90 You can also send us an SMS on the number 0803 Send us a message on 0803 Our electoral um, laws doesn't open up for 
electoral acts doesn't open up for recourse and it is very stringent. That's another issue for another day. Yes, I, 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 I was witnessing, I, I witnessed um, the sad event that happened on Monday um, when peaceful protesters from local government um, who are demanding for um, minimum wage. Um, they've not, a lot of them have not been paid the 18,000 naira minimum wage, and now the government have promised to pay them the 30,000. And these people have been um, demanding for that, have been protesting since November, if I will recall. And, 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 and somehow, the way I managed the, the protest was halted wasn't a very yes, civic I, experience. I, I think the forceful use of um, security, whatever, is not commendable at all. Can we pick this call? Yes, go All right. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, my friend. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Wall Street. Okay. Please, what's your name? Uh, my name is Richard. Richard. Rothschild. Okay, Rothschild from Wall Glad to have you. Please, let's get your thoughts quickly. Sorry, we lost Russia. Yeah, please do well to call us back. Um, I just called out the numbers to call. Please don't send us on. Don't don't call us on the last number I gave. Call us on zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Send us an SMS only on zero eight zero three seven nine five six eight eight three. Yes. Yes. Um, the beauty of democracy is that it allows you to have a different voice. And um, you can show and you can voice out uh, through peaceful protests. And that has been the standard globally. Globally. So um, for you to emasculate a group of workers, um, and these are elder siblings because none of them would be, I wouldn't call anybody my parents yeah. that is still serving right now, but these are elder siblings and parents of, um, and parents actually. Um, it's It shows the nature of, people in authority please go ahead all right hello good morning hello good morning please uh, do well do well to turn down the volume of your radio set all right i can still hear the echo please um hello? i'm sorry i'm out of there now all right so what's your name and where you're calling us from quickly i'm emmanuel innocent from Rukubaru. emmanuel innocent from Rukubaru. let's get your thoughts yeah you see this show <laughs> Stuff, uh, it's not working in our era now. The issue of... Hello, Emmanuel. <laughs> yes, I'm hearing you. Yes, you, I didn't get what you said. This democracy issue is not working in our era this, yeah, this time. All right, all right. The government are just participating everybody. They do anything they like. So you two are just doing what they like. <laughs> So okay. what do you recommend, Emmanuel? What do you... Seriously, all these old men should just help me. Let you now to lead. I think that's the best way to just make everything fine by Nigeria. All right. Thank you very much for your input, Emmanuel. Glad to have you on this program. Yes, that was Emmanuel. Yes. Um, he, um, he said, uh, uh, what he actually said was that um, uh, democracy isn't working. And... Um, I, I think it's a learning process. Um, democracy isn't is something that we. It's just about 20 years old in this particular dispensation. Um, before then, we had 79 to 83, yes. and that's four years. And then bef between that was 60. 
six years from 1960 to 66, uh, which was self-rule. And if you add everything, uh, that will be about 30 years, 30 years in, what, 60, 60 years, years of independence. So it's a learning curve for us. Um, we're, we're still learning. Uh, for countries like the United States that has had that for 200 years, you can see there are still issues uh, as regards the election of um, and uh, last year and the presidential election. So for us, uh, you, you shouldn't give up hope. For me, I think that these are some of the um, teaching problems of of any system that is that you're not conversant with. All right, let's respond to this caller. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Good morning. Hello? Yeah, hello. We can hear you loud and clear. Good morning. Uh, it's confidence coming from Tudum Water. Confidence from Tudum Water. Let's get your thoughts quickly. Glad to have you on this program. Yes. Um, I want to sincerely thank your guests for pointing out some issues that are very, very important and relevant in our society these days. Thank you. Number one is the issue of security. And um, government have been using this to be an excuse of not achieving anything for the past five years. And uh, I want to really say it this way that they have been telling us the more we look the less we understand because I believe that too much money has been spent on this security, yet we've not seen any, anything visible. What I believe about billions of dollars being spent on equipment for military, and yet we see the internet firing the same military and killing innocent people on the on the highway, especially road from Libya to the march. It's supposed to not be more than uh, two hours drive. Yet people do live their lives there. It's very, very disheartening that the government is not proactive. And in the sense that they're not proactive, they do want the citizens also to stand on their feet and defend themselves. It's a, it's a very powerful thing. Right. I believe that the only way out this year is that they should think on how to amend our constitution. Because our constitution is very porous and very, very, uh, very, very helpless to any individual in the country. Especially when it comes in terms of security, when it comes in terms of um, uh, even what they call the, the Federal Character Commission. I believe that is just on the paper. You see where job is being sold in Nigeria for a million naira. Right. A job being sold for 1.5 million. Mm. And somebody who is unemployed, how do you want the person to, to do such? Are you not trying to push the person to go into robbery to do this much money not to, to get to, to them work? All right, thank you, you very much. You do no work, but you see that they are saying the work. And right. government is saying that they are fighting corruption. So all this year, we hope that things will turn around and become good. Amen. Because you have seen... A time will come that them themselves will not be will not, will not be raised on their on their ass because the citizens will, 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 will become arms and will, will follow them. All right, thank and you very much, innocent. Not, uh, not good to that point. Thank you very much, confidence. Thank you very much, Confidence. Glad to have you contributed on that. Now, um, let's take a look back the discussions. You know, we, we started talking about policies. Now, um, you know, we've had agricultural policies. We've had educational policies. We also have security policies and all of those things. Now, um, let's begin to also look at our constitution and other acts. Um, they don't seem to have been working over time. How do we begin to tell but how do we begin to demand that we achieve this? But I'm going to allow you to respond after I pick this call. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, John. Uh, good morning. Hey, Mecca, good morning. Glad to have uh, you. Yeah, thank you very much. Happy New Year to you. Happy, happy New Year to you, Emeka. Welcome. Thank you. Well, um, 
I think we discuss a lot about the issue of cost. And I think it is, it is something that has to do with, with, uh, with ensuring that uh, whether you like it or not, irrespective of your belief or your tribe, security is very important for everybody. But now let's look at the issue of the states that have failed to even look at the resources they have in one way or the other, try to use those resources to employ her people. Or even if not employing, make part, uh, set up a, a, a partnership from uh, a partnership business with private individuals. You know, come to conclusion with that. You know, something that will make people gainfully employed. Plastic state is blessed. Look at the vegetables we have here on the plateau. Yeah. Look at the tomatoes we have here on the plateau. State is talking of IGR. The, the, the IGR is low. That is why they, maybe they can't pay the workers. I mean, all these things are there, but we've not made use of all these things. Some states, the same thing, because of what you find here, what you find in other states too. So I just hope and pray that some of our state government will look into the resources they have. So that when you employ these people, issue issue of insecurity will reduce. That is not the obvious truth. People are idle, and when people are idle, they tend to be to be involved in any kind of different kinds of uh, illegal activities. So that is just it's unfortunate what is happening to to our elderly ones, you know, our mommy and daddy, yeah. you know, they trade disputes between the states. It's a bit sad. Thank you, you very know? much, Jamaica. We're talking about uh, addressing the issues of disputes. There are better ways of addressing the issue of dispute, not involving the military. It does not make sense. Involving soldiers to come and address the issue of trade dispute. I, oh. I don't even understand how this thing is uh, being done in this country. If you want to maintain orderliness in this country, people like the, the Nigerian army should not be even involved. True, Emeka. Thank you very much. Emeka, thank, thank you. you very much. God bless you. Always, always, always passionate about these issues. God bless you, Emeka. Uh, Mr. Mujidang, so the, looking at um, the systems or the policies that have not been working um way forward well for me i think uh, the way forward is for our leaders to take more response i mean be more responsive to the issues at hand i mean if you listen to the callers and other radio episodes you find out that the issues are just becoming more and more so probably it's time for us to start implementing some of those policies we have and laws and of course as a next step all leaders should continue to respond and hear their people probably the little things that you think you have not done provide that water do the roads provide security ensure healthcare services are in place ensure you don't have people going on strike i mean start with those little ones and once you keep the system working, then we attend to those big issues that involve trade with other countries. But those local things, I think we need to start addressing them as soon as possible. With that, probably, we're a hopeful people, we're a hopeful country. We should begin to see results. Yes, um, for me, I think uh, what uh, all our leaders should do is that if they have the energy to go around or if they have the energy to go up if they have the energy to go around all the local governments in um, you know, while while campaigning, they should also have the same uh, type of energy to, True. to go around all the localities while they're in government. While I mean, governance isn't about coming to Asu Rock or to Little Refield and just staying there and then maybe having trips to Abuja or from Abuja to wherever. So, I mean, it's about you. It's about the local man, like um, Mr. Mujina said. It's about you going in and sitting with the local folks and asking what are the problems, 
what would you what are your priorities here what would you want us to give you and then doing that it's and of course governance isn't rocket science it's just having empathy for the people that you need and it's not about you driving in a convoy of six cars uh, with an outrider and uh, and then you with all that pomp and pageantry no sir it's about you just going into the local areas and making sure there are local governments here that still defecate open air open air defecation open air defecation or whatever it is they call and it's so sad that at that level we're having people coming into universities and they don't know how to use uh, water systems Oh, is it water closets or whatever it is? Well, the issues keep coming. And uh, gentle, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been following the program, we're talking about a possible repeal of policies, or let's look at the policies that haven't been working for us. The program has been building bridges. Thank you very much, um, Bashir Abakar. I just got your message. He said, good morning to you all. I think um, excuse is a norm to our present leaders, and, and the followers have adopted the language of lamentation instead of demanding. We need to ask more questions and demand for answers. Happy New Year, Fras from Bashir. Thank you very much, Bashir, and Tekam Peace is glad to have taken your message. Now, on behalf of the entire staff and team at Tekam Peace Dex, my name is John Red. Thank you very much, Mr. Mujidan, for coming. Thank you. Thank you very much, KB, for coming. Oh, it's a Thank you very much. Gloria has been helping me on the sidelines. Let's do this again next week, same time, by the grace of God. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.